the most important thing you could share with me today is your perspective. Because the freedom of perspective fuels the logic we use to defend truth. We never stop fighting for freedom and truth, and that is what makes us Americans. Welcome to Critical Thought with Noah Chalaya. KNOX 107.9, FM. Good morning. It is 9.05, two below. We make our way to a high of 10. A record this week. The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, CFIUS, considered an October 2022 filing of the Fang Group to acquire certain assets in the vicinity of Grand Forks. Grand Forks Air Force Base is the center of military activities related to both air and space operations. While CFIUS concluded that it did not have jurisdiction, the department's view is unambiguous. The proposed project presents a significant threat to national security in both near and long-term risks of significant impacts to our operation in the area. Joining me to discuss the news, Mayor of Grand Forks, Brandon Bochensky. Welcome in, sir. Hey, Noah. Thanks for having me back. Twice in a week. I know. Back to back. So I, I just, you know, quite frankly, sir, what's your response to this? Well, I think, you know, I put out that uh, that press release. We had gotten, you know, through some of my Air Force contacts, we had gotten information probably a couple of weeks ago that there was uh, deciding whether to send a letter, and they had been pondering that. They didn't say exactly what was going to be in it, but they said, you know, be prepared. There, You know, there's likely to be a letter on a stance that's going to come forth in the next couple of weeks. So we, okay. you know, continued to act in good faith in the meantime and sat sat by, you know, kind of patiently waiting for that to happen. Um, so we got news yesterday morning that we should expect it uh, during the day. I had a talk uh, conference call with the two senators roughly around one o'clock, one thirty. Um, we, you know, we pretty much already had our statement uh, prepared and ready to go. But uh, um, in the end, you know, this was an eventuality that was a possibility, and that's why I think the development agreement was really important because it spelled out what happens. It gave us the protections if uh, if this was the the end uh, end result. So I think in the end of the day, end of the day that's that's shown its value. Um, and from here, we'll have a, a probably likely a vote on Monday, um, essentially saying that we're gonna. Uh, no longer provide industrial inf- infrastructure and uh, building permits. So it's it's kind of in an interesting spot because the federal government through the CFIUS process has allowed the land purchase. So they do legally own the land, but they've also come in and asked us to basically stop them from building anything on it. So that is a unique, I'm not sure that situation has necessarily happened before in the country, but uh, yeah. So hindsight being 2020, do you look at, what is your, what is your perspective as you look back and say, okay, I, we went through the due diligence. This is what due diligence came up with. Well, I think that lays out the process. The process was, was very important. Um, you know, it took 16 months to get this response. I think that's uh, that's definitely a very, you know, long length of time. I think that's that's what, you know, breeds a lot of the frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, again, that's why, you know, after six months, we had a development agreement. We didn't hear anything for six months. We got that in place. And then Ultimately, after 16 months, we, we get the response and we were ready to, to act on it. Pretty much what we said from the start. If we get that uh, that information and it's you know and it's coming from an official source that can trigger those protections, um, we operated the entire time with the expectation that the federal government was going to do their job, and eventually they did. It just took a little longer than anticipated. Exactly. 
it, it, was there any point in the process that you started to look to say, you know, at this point, it's become so contentious and it, it, it is so problematic. I wish somebody would pull the plug. I wish there was a reason for me to, to, to bail out. Or was it up until the end? It was no, this is this is this would be a good deal. Well, under the contract, I think it was important to, to let the process play out. And I think okay. operate in good faith. That was the way that we were going to get our money back in the end. You know, I mean, that's yeah. how we set it up. So I think you have to operate in good faith. I think you can see the writing on the wall when you've got a four-star general that comes out and says, we, we should be at war with China by 2025 and, you know, go load up your gun, you know, get your particulars in order and, and, and get uh, a gun and practice shooting them in the head from seven meters away. I mean, that's, there's clearly been an escalation over the past 18 months. And I yeah. think, um, you know, more than anything else, and in talking with the senators, this has to do with China as a whole. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that this company was anything different, but the view of, of Chinese companies has shifted. Now they are being viewed um, as direct arms of the Chinese military. Mm-hmm. That changes things. So I'm glad the federal government was finally able to make that clear. And uh, that's, like I said from the start, we get that information, we'll shut it down. We had it shut down within basically 30 minutes of, of getting that letter. How confident are you that the developer agreement protects the financial interests of Grand Forks that we, you know, essentially, for lack of a better way to ask this, get our money back. We're pretty comfortable in that. We had obviously long conversations on that um, going into this. We think that that's a, a clear trigger there by having a direct, you know, letter from the federal government. Um, I think that was the difference between having, you know, a number of politicians come forward, obviously, you know, saying, you know, that they're opposing the plant. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to get that to be, a, you know, a contractual trigger. This actually is, you know, in the realm that we'll get that done. Yeah, something you can point to. So w- w- where do we go from here, Mayor? Are we going to w- are we going to look for something else to take Fu Feng's place? Did we want corn milling specifically, or was it more find an industry that could operate here and bring some income? Yeah, I, the senators were uh, very clear, I think, in their statement. They said, hey, we're going to work to try to find something to, to get put in there. So mm-hmm. they're going to use their contacts. Obviously, we'd hope Cargill, ADM, those types of uh, operators will have an interest uh, whether it's a corn mill or, or, or what it is, they, you know, they're committed to helping uh, bring more projects to Grand Forks. We'll be looking forward to, to conversations with them going into the future. What are, what are the next steps in relationship to the land? Is this something that we, as the city, look to purchase that back? Is that something, I mean, have the, has Fufeng expressed any interest in selling it? Are they just going to hang on to it? How, how does that work? Well, that'll be, like I said, they, currently they legally own the land. So mm-hmm. Um, the city never, you know, has never been in ownership of that property. So we wouldn't be looking to, to purchase that property. So again, that'll be, you know, probably up to the company, what their, what their plans are or seeing some of the state legislation, whatever happens with that. So, um, uh, for the time being, we haven't, you know, heard any, any further communication other than letting the, the COO know that the, the project's going to be stopped. And it's a pretty short conversation. So we didn't get a whole lot of information after that. How, how does this affect other entities in Grand Forks, particularly ones with Chinese ties, such as Cirrus Aircraft? Well, that's, that's, I mean, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to read my, I did, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, my, uh, my letter, but, uh, it, it definitely leaves the question open. I mean, that's, uh, um, that's an interesting one that, uh, we're going to look for guidance, further guidance on that. I mean, now, um, you know, you've, you've clearly said that this is a risk that, that certainly points to other things being a risk. So how do we manage that? And there's 2,500 Chinese businesses that operate uh, across the country and it'll be, Interesting to see how uh, how they want to manage those going into the future because you've got some that are much closer to Air Force bases than this and or other military bases. So certainly when you get into larger cities, so that'll be uh, interesting to see how that plays out going into the future. There's been a large group of people for well over a year that have been citing security concerns and saying, "Hey, this is this is a problem, and we're ignoring the problem." What would you say to those people, knowing now, in again hindsight being 2020, turns out they were right. 
Well, we went to, we went to the FBI, we went through the CFIUS process. We went to directly to the air force. You know, you, there was a, a story that came out, uh, I don't know, recently, but the, the very first call that was made when this, when this was announced was to the, uh, to the base and to leadership there. So they have told us all along to be patient when we've got something, we'll pass it along. We were probably not expecting that to take 16 months. Um, <laughs> So we tried to do all, all the things that we can do, you know, reaching out to the FBI, you know, hearing people on the CFIUS and, and making that happen. And that ultimately, um, you know, resulting in not much value. So, and even the FBI, you know, we have a briefing with them and they said, you know, really we're, we're looking on the back end and, and monitoring this on the back end. We're usually mm-hmm. not the entity that comes out up front. So um, I think we went, to, you know, to the levels and to the layers that, that we could from a city. It certainly is a unique thing for a, a municipality to deal with, but yeah. uh I think we did things the right way throughout the process and tried to run a professional process that would let itself play out. And in the end, um, it did. What would you do differently? Again, hindsight always being twenty twenty. What would you do differently if you had it to do over again? Well, I think the economic benefit to the community was, was tremendous. So I think there was value in at least running through the process. And okay. if I do anything differently, um, probably yeah, my expectation of a response from the federal government was certainly off by many months, by more than a year. So um understanding how that works better would be helpful in the future, but I don't know how you would learn that um, without having gone through something like this. So um, you're always looking back, try to learn and see where you can do, you know, what you can do better and what you can change. But I think when you're talking about a, a project of that size, that would have you know been a great benefit to, benefit to, to contractors, a great benefit to the property tax rolls, uh, sales tax, um, you know, farmers. I think it was worth at least taking a deep dive and digging into the particulars and, and coming to a, you know, a decision in the end, particularly if they're foot in the bill. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX with the mayor. Good morning. Good morning. Um, go Sue. I have a couple questions for you, Mayor. Yep. The the first one would be when this actually got off. You know, when this very very first started, you weren't the mayor at that particular time, correct? No. This yeah. This was originally started before I got in. It was would have been back in I believe February March of 2020, and I was still just had gotten done announcing. It was probably came into office in June, so several months later. Okay. Yeah, because I always thought I think he got roped into something. That's that's the way I looked at it. But um, the other thing is now with the Faulkner Township, is there anything that can be redo? You know, reverse for them people out there? Is that a done deal? How, what will the relief be for those people out that way? And I will hang up and listen, and thank you very much, and awesome job on doing everything exactly the right Thank you for the call. Thank you. I appreciate the call. I think that'll be the next conversation on the annexation, and, you know, I think we're pretty steadfast. That that area was, was looked at to be annexed 30 years ago. It fit into the categories then to be annexed. Um, it's received the, the economic development, uh, use of the roads. It's received um, flood protection, plowing. Um, there's a lot of benefits that areas receive without having to pay for them for 30 years. And it's, you know, it's contiguous to the city right on the north side. As cities grow, um, areas are going to get annexed. So I think that area should have probably been annexed 30 years ago. It should have made a lot of things less expensive. But um, in my opinion, that, that needed to happen. And I would expect to see some growth out uh, in that area from uh, a lot of the businesses that are out there. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. you're on the air with uh, Mayor Bochensky. Good morning. Good morning. Well, first of all, let me say I appreciate your your patience. Uh, I think it's true that uh, slow and steady uh, will often win the race. Um, obviously, there were some pretty heated discussions, and and I appreciate your patience and uh, leading our city in the way you did. My question I'll ask, and I'll hang up and listen. 
with the infrastructure that was going to be done out there, were there any contractors we had already signed agreements with? Uh, basically, are we on the hook for any money that we're not going to be able to get out of or anything like that, other than obviously any studies that would have been completed already? But um, did we receive any bids and, and sign any contracts with any contractors yet? No, on the industrial side, you know, the only work that got done was to prepare for the, the annexation area. So nothing Fufang specific, especially industrial, was was done. That process was going to wait until the air permit was completed. So we were probably six to eight months away um, before any of that would have got bid. And we fully expect to get all the money back from um, all the vetting and all the uh, consultants and the reviews that took place. So um, I don't think we'll be out um, that money. And I, you know... Really, that that was you know the, the point of the development agreement, which I think it was 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 really well written and well done. That we'll be able to claw that back through mm-hmm. that letter of credit, which we have access to. So, how about the retention pond and the construction for that? Is that something that we proceed forward with? Is that where where are we at with that? Well, the stormwater pond. This is a you know an EPA requirement. This is a, a Corps of Engineers requirement. In the past, in the city, there's been multiple small ponds. So now this was a, a chance. You're seeing it on the south end too. When you have a large area that comes into the city that falls in that requirement that needs ponds, you try to do one big pond rather than doing multiple small ones. So you get that economies of scale. And that, uh, like, again, that's a, that's a requirement that comes from above our head. Uh, text messenger has this to say, says, Mary, you said you called the air base right away. I thought there was a recent article in the paper that the Air Force said they would have liked earlier notice. Well, that, that article was written, I mean, you're talking a matter of days or weeks. I don't know if 16 months in, in two days would have made a difference over 16 months. I, As soon as we know that the company was coming here, they were communicated with, and they also have a seat on the EDC board, so they would have been um, in many of the conversations prior to that. So I'm not sure exactly where that communication came from. I didn't hear that, you know, in speaking with the wing commander directly um, earlier this week either. 775-5559, you're on the air with uh, Mayor. I got about 30 seconds. Well, just a quick comment and then a quick question, but I think that it probably could have been resolved a little quicker had um, maybe the military come forward quicker than 16 months, but anything in the government never takes never takes a, a quick amount of time. Do you know, uh, though, Mayor, about the county? Are they going to be able to get their, their $3 million back? Oh, that'll be another discussion. I know we've got Epitome Energy, so that's going to be... Uh, you know, a project that's going to need the wastewater treatment. And the senators are also talking about bringing another large project in. So if those two come to fruition, we're definitely going to need to make those improvements that can handle large industrial projects. So that'll be a conversation with, uh, I'm sure, the commissioners going forward. Mayor so Brandon Wachinski, I know that uh, this wasn't originally on your schedule and you were able to carve out just a couple of minutes for us. I really appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you again on uh, Tuesday. Sounds good. Well, thanks for... Getting me in here, I feel like I should try to stick around longer, but I got a pretty packed day, but I will uh, definitely try to check in later. So I understand. I appreciate it a lot. All right, we'll take the break here. Continue next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX.
Radio, 1310 KNOX, 107.9, 103.3 FM. Good morning, 925, negative 4 out on our way to a high of 10. If you're just joining us, the Cepheus, or excuse me, Fufang is dead. The department's view is unambiguous, says the Air Force. The proposed project presents a significant threat to national security with both near and long-term risks of significant impacts to the operation in our area. Text Messenger has this to say. Many people have said no to this for a very long time. The mayor just chose not to listen to them or the citizens. Another text messenger says, won't Fufang drag this out in court and hold Grand Forks hostage? So far as I understand it from the mayor, no, they can't do that because the development agreement prevents them from doing that. It was written the entire time. And it makes sense to me, right? Like, if you're a city, you pay attention when you're going to potentially do a project this big. We're not the first city to try to work out with some, you know, large corporation. And so I think it's fairly well established. Like, hey, you want to come into the city? That's fine. If this falls apart for any reason, you're footing the bill. And it sounds like from both uh, city administrator Todd Feeland as well as Mayor Brandon Bochensky that we're sitting on pretty solid ground as far as that development agreement goes. Of course, you know, lawsuits. I mean, you can file a lawsuit for anything, but they feel pretty confident in it. Text messenger says it's called due diligence when steps were only done after an uproar from citizens. Actually, I respectfully disagree. I would say that the uproar from citizens was outright ignored. Um, outright, I mean, realistically, that was, they heard the concerns the first few times, and then after that, proceeded to follow along with the process until the process fell apart. Now, within 30 minutes of getting an actual security concern from an actual agency that has the authority to make the decision... That this is problematic. Yeah, they pulled the plug. But I would say it wasn't in response to citizen uproar. I would say it's in response to the Air Force. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yes, I'm sorry I missed the mayor because I would have liked to ask them um, if there was going to be any formal apology or any form of apology to the Grichestis for having the... Uh, so whoever the person who was claiming to be an FBI and a police person sitting in their living room attempting to intimidate them, if there was going to be any apologies for some of the snark and uh, comments and stuff that came across to citizens who had legitimate questions and were treated, quite frankly, as if they were nothing more than tin hatters and idiots uh, across this a lot of this entire process. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that a lot of the ill will from the city could have been avoided had there been a little bit less pomp in their circumstance. And uh, I, I just am wondering if there's going to at any point be any admission at all that they overstepped in their treatment of the people who had questions, especially because the people turned out to be right. I, I didn't ask him that in so many words. I did ask him what his response to opponents that had been claiming there was a security risk um, you know, for for a long time, uh, and and as you said, we're dismissed. Um, but you know, I, I mean, again, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty, right? You, know, you you don't know what you don't know. But you're right; those people were right. They but, said they looked at it and said, "This is a Chinese company. It's a problem. It poses a security concern. How can you build it next to an airbase?" They were right. Hindsight may be twenty twenty, but how you treat people during the process is also important because you were elected to a city position. I understand that there were people on the other side that were equally based and, and thoughtless. 
Mm-hmm. But when you represent the city, you have to be held to a standard. And I believe that there are some people that deserve a full and public apology from the city and from the commissioners, uh, especially. And especially Dana Sandy, who was, uh, quite frankly, in a lot of people's face in a very rude way. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I appreciate the call. Text messenger says at 775-5559, I think the process is an ideal time for the city council to embark on self-reflection. Mayor, some critical criticism. You're on KNOX several times denying the national security concerns. Are you now convinced that there is one? I think he is, right? Pulled the plug on the project. Another text messenger says, why, why won't Fu Feng drag this out in course? It's called due diligence only once. Okay, we went through that. All right, we'll take the, uh, we'll take the break here. We'll head over to the KNOX newsroom. We'll be back with more after this. Doug Barrett standing by with the latest. KNOX 107.9-1033 FM 938.4 below on our way to a daytime high of 10. So I have concerns about like Northrop Grumman and the base and the espionage concerns that companies have. Like, can we get someone from the base to come in and say, we're okay with this? I mean, CFIUS really provided no information to us besides saying that it's outside of their jurisdiction. And I would like some assurance from the people at the base that they are going to stay put and continue to be parts of our community if Fufang is built. Can you work on that? Ms. Osowski, that's not how the government works. Well, apparently that should have been the way the government works because it turns out she was right. It turns out the people that were talking about the security concerns of Fufang were right all along. They were there. And upon... Further and more careful inspection with the Air Force Base, they said, no, it's a bad idea. I'm interested in your thoughts at 775-5559. A lot lot is about to unpack and unfold. There are still a lot of questions as we kind of step through what life looks like after Fu Fang leaving. And the other thing I want to point out. In the way of admitting people were right, this guy. Doing a deal with the devil just for some money. You know, doing the right thing is never the wrong thing to do. So I remember the day that he said that, and it caught my attention, and I went and clipped the audio right after it, in large part, because he was right. The only reason we looked at Fu Fang was for money. And the problem is, when you start evaluating other interests, national security interests, the relationship we have with China, the value that we place on, you know, American sovereignty, all of those things. And you start evaluating those against the reasons to do Fu Fang starts to become pretty clear. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. 
I did not expect to hear myself on the radio <laughs> when I was waiting to talk to you. You were right, sir. <laughs> I Well, yeah, uh, occasionally I am right, but there were a hell of a lot of us that were right for a hell of a long time. Um, that's not the reason I called, though. Um, I Thank you for playing that clip from uh, Mr. Sandy chastising Ms. Osowski. Um you know, and that's exactly what this lady was alluding to, you know, uh, no respect for people. And you're even, you're eating your young, you know, on the city council. I mean, that's, that's just despicable. Mm -hmm. But the, the reason I, I called Noah was um, uh, now it seems like all of a sudden, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the, I think the new, mantra of the day from the council and some of these people is going to be um, boy, sure took the Air Force a long time to say something and say would have said something sooner. Well, like the one lady that called in, she said the wheels of government turn awful slow and she's right. You know, it does. But my opinion is and I, I, I think it was that time when I said doing the right thing is never the wrong thing to do. I believe it was when the mayor was on. And I, I think my point to him at that point was, you know, this thing's probably going to get shut down by the government. Mm -hmm. If the Grand Forks, if the city council would come out before that happens and shut this thing down, imagine what a feather in the cap of Grand Forks that would be. I think it was on... I think that's exactly the time when I when I said that mm -hmm. comment. Yeah, you said it. So far as I recall, the conversation you can check it out at criticalthought.show/slash twenty two. I, I posted it online, but the 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 context of the conversation was you said I think city leaders have got themselves in in a pinch and they're looking for a way out. Well, I think they did, yeah, and I think uh, well, I can almost guarantee you that the mayor went home last night and probably slept better than he did for a long time, but. Now, you know, the city, instead of doing the right thing right from the start, has got egg on their face. Um, you know, and I, I think they're going to use the Air Force as a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. I think, and, and I think in a lot of ways, the Air Force probably sat back like a, a, a parent would do to a child. Don't touch that. It's hot. You know, don't touch it. You're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, the only way you're going to learn is we let you go, and then, and then, and then we're going to, you know. Turn on the well, stove. See what happens. Yeah, right. So I, I think that's what's coming down the pike. I think there are too many people, um, and I'm just going to say it. I mean, it's no secret. Dana Sandy is very arrogant. I think he is going to be probably one of the ones um, who comes out with this probably more than anybody else. If we got hosed over, you know, they should have told us a long time ago. No, everybody everybody's been telling you for a long time, don't do this. It's a bad deal. Yep. Think of all the time and money and money that can't get bought back. I don't know if you were listening yesterday. I think it was either on, or maybe it was your show yesterday morning when somebody called in and asked how much money has been spent. Yep. Yeah. I was on your show when Bochensky was on yesterday. Yes, sir. And I, I think it was north of a million dollars that they spent on all these things that, well, that's money that's never coming back. So far as I understand it, we are supposed to get much. that million dollars back out of this out of this five million dollar fund. So I think we get some of that back. I think where we're going to lose some money is in the way of the city attorney and the time that was spent in this. Obviously, those costs are not recoupable. Okay, I just thought maybe consultants and stuff that that got paid for and all this that was above that. Maybe I misunderstood it. 
But, you know, it just gets back. And maybe there can be a learning process here. Um, but, you know, and now Dana Sandy saying, well, they know more than I do. That has not been his position for a very long time. It was on your show a few months ago also that I asked Mr. Sandy, um, you know, you've got you got the FBI, you got the Air Force, you got generals, and you got all these people coming out saying that it's not a good idea. And his response to me, and I can almost quote word for word. Lesson in civics. Uh, I know thing. I know things that you don't. Yeah. You know, he, he's smarter than us. And I got nothing against him personally, but if you're going to represent Grand Forks and if you're going to treat people this way and if you're going to get talked down, just like Kramer did to me, we've had that conversation about him telling me I needed a civics lesson, mm -hmm. you know. And now all of a sudden he's on record, you know, saying, no, don't do this. It's yep. funny how that works. You know what, sir? So, I'm, I want to leave it here. I appreciate you were one of the people that you were never off the hook. You were never rude. You were never but you were very consistent in your in your position. You were very passionate, but you were respectful the whole time. And I, I thank you for your con contribution through this entire process, concluding today. And I thank you. Uh, you know, I've been critical of you at times. I've sent you some texts saying I wish you'd be harder, you know, question your question, your guests a little more and push them a little more. But uh, today, some of the things you've uh, you've played back and done uh, gives me really hope in you. You're a fair and honest man, but I just there are times, like I say, I wish you'd be a little more assertive on some of your questions and and get some answers because the public deserves that. You know, Lee Lee Hensley shouldn't be the only one doing it. But uh, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, your time and. Uh, and the opportunity to talk to you. You bet, sir. Have a great rest of your day. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on Kano X. Good morning. Oh, great! I heard the buzz. <laughs> that means you're on for wonderful I'm still Wednesday. Alive. Happy, happy, wonderful Wednesday. Yes, sir. Interesting. I guess wait right from the get go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty is always good, but at uh, a project of this magnitude should have been brought to the people immediately in the form of a ward meeting, not a city council meeting, maybe a town hall meeting type thing mm -hmm. where we could have asked questions back and forth. And this COO of Fu Fong could have been asked questions and so forth and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess uh, our public servants have to realize they're public servants. They're spending other people's money, mm -hmm. the taxpayer's money. And I really want to call for a total audit on this thing. How much taxpayer money, not just a north of a million, how much in labor too? all these attorneys and consultants and the whole thing. You're right. How much, how much has this cost? This is not uh, the mayor's money and the council. This is taxpayer's money and these taxpayers work hard for it. And just to go spend for two or three years like a, a healthy sailor is not a good deal. You're not wrong. I when so far as I took away my conversation with the the short time I had with the mayor this morning, so far as I understood it, a lot of the information that they were able to take away can potentially be used towards other projects. So they're thinking they've learned some lessons coming out of this, and hopefully they can apply that knowledge and 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 that research and that understanding to future developments. Well, that's good, but you know, right away this. Uh, this uh, outfit coming and controlled by a dictator, communist China, that should have been enough to shut it down right at the beginning. And I guess I know we have a, a company here that is controlled by China. 
I have questions about that. Yes, it's not, I guess, adjacent to the Air Force Base, but it's still controlled by the dictator in China. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually and, closer to the Air Force might, Base than Fufang would have been. Yeah, and he might have cells. He, he insists on having cells in all private businesses and all government entities that he controls. He controls everything. He's a dictator. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, I appreciate concerns me. Anyway, have a great day. Have some wonder in your life. I will. Thank you. I like that. I'm a very curious person, so I, I, I carry the wonder for sure. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I I am glad that this thing is finally um, being sorted out. I think we've had uh, General just this last week predicting war with China in two years. Mm-hmm. hope he's wrong, and he hopes he's wrong. Yeah, I hope but he's wrong. this is a very... Yeah, we all hope he's wrong, but this is the this is the kind of thing we have to be taking into account when we propose something like this. And um, you know, I think there have been too many politicians at every level who have been too willing to sell our future for their present. And I think we should call them out on that. Now, I do have one other thing that I is just as urgent as this, and that is that tomorrow there's a vote scheduled in the Minnesota Senate uh, on this zero carbon energy bill, and it's it's a draconian bill, it's reckless, it's irresponsible, and it puts life itself in danger in Minnesota, uh, and it calls for, it, it'll, it'll result in blackouts, which may last for days on end, and it calls for 65% wind energy, and yesterday was very cold here, and all the flags were hanging straight down. And it calls for another 11% solar energy, and we know we've had a lot of days without a lot of sun here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is not this is Minnesota we're talking about here. We rely on on um, our energy being there when we need it. We turn our lights on. We uh- we need them to come on. Our our municipal uh, plants need to be able to operate. Our hospitals need this energy, and we cannot afford this. So please, everyone who has any interest in Minnesota, please urge everyone you know to call your state senators in Minnesota and urge them to vote no on this energy bill. We're seeing a lot of, of uh, public messaging here to support it. And- I appreciate the call. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. That's you. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to bring up a couple things, and I really appreciate you playing that clip from Miss Osowski. Um, but if you'd play more clips, like back to the beginning, and I guess what I'm reaching at here is we were pretty much laughed at. We asked the same questions over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, if you play one of the first clips of the city council meeting, you will hear... Mr. Coachman asked the question about Cepheus, to which it was responded that, of course, we did our due diligence or whatever the term they use. Mm-hmm. Of course, we contacted the Air Force. What, what, what do you think? You know, we got that response. So we were laughed at for how many months about asking the same questions? Well, was it because we were given, we weren't given answers or were we given total mistruths? So I think a major league apology from from a couple people is highly needed to even wipe some of the mud off their face. And that's all I got. I just this is this was good news. Thank I, you. 
Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling. I appreciate the I appreciate the call. All right, we'll take the break here. Continue next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. KNOX 1079-1033 FM. Good morning. It is 9.58, 2 below. Text messenger says, the entire city council needs to be re-educated in the humanities. It appears they need training in the area of integrity and dignity, and most of all, humility. Your thoughts at 775-5559. Where do we go from here? And what would you have liked to seen the city council do differently? Hindsight, again, being 2020, it's easy to know what you don't know once you're on the, on the other side of it. But the, 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 the people that pushed back on the Fu Fang project and said, this doesn't make sense. Senator Tom Cotton has said it doesn't make sense. Senator Kevin Kramer said it didn't make sense. Senator Hoven said it didn't make sense. All of the people that attended these classified hearings or classified meetings said this didn't make any sense. So what would you like to see differently? This is Critical Thought. ABC News on the way, followed by local news headlines out of the KNOX Newsroom. Radio 1310 KNOX 1079-1033 FM. Good morning. It is 10.06, two, negative two out on our way to a daytime high of 10 above. The Fufang Project has is now dead. Uh, while CFIUS concluded that it did not have the jurisdiction, the department's view is unambiguous, says the Air Force. The proposed project presents a significant threat to national security, both near and long-term risks of significant impacts to the operation in our area. And so my question to you at 775-5559, the city pulled the plug within 30 minutes of being told that the Air Force had came out and said they had an objection to this project. And I guess my question to you is, did the city do the right thing by following the process all the way through the to the end? Or do you think that they should have pulled the plug earlier? Because this was the safe route to go, right? This is the way that ensures that we get our money back in the way of the development agreement because they can go to they can now go to Fufang and say, listen, man, we didn't have a choice. Our Air Force base said they were going to pull the plug. And if it comes to a choice between 200 jobs in a corn milling plant or our Air Force base, we're going to go with the Air Force base every time. What did you expect us to do? On the other hand, waiting for the Air Force to make the decision who ultimately is making the decision for the city. Is that being done at a city-local level? Or is that just being handed up the chain and then the decision comes down from the Air Force and then, oh, well, they told us to do it, so now we do it. And it and it becomes this, this safe play. Wait for somebody else to take the fall. We don't want to be the ones to take the stand. Which is it? 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Well, what's the story on that pipeline now, that natural gas pipeline from the Bakken? Because that would still, you know, is that going to be... Not important now that Poofang don't need it because I use propane. A lot of us in the rural areas and the farmers, I mean, we could still build another 
refinery in town like that one on 42nd by the sure. interstate, you know, and we could, yeah, we could harness, we could refine the natural gas into propane and have storage facilities there. And, you know, I mean, it would be a great deal because uh, propane is getting way too expensive. I don't know. I'm sure everybody that burns propane can relate, you know. A hundred percent. I don't know. I think those are some of the questions that, you know, are going to be answered in the coming days and in the coming weeks as the city council meets and decides kind of what their next steps are. I think there's a lot of questions in the way of, you know, we had we were we were marching down the path of, of this project for the last, you know, year plus. So now we have to make an about face and lots well, of I know the state. The state was having problems finding a, a company to dig that pipeline, you know, so. There's not too many. I don't think there's too many pipeline companies out there, you know, that want to take on a big task like that. That'd be a that'd be a pretty big job. There's a lot of, oh, I suppose rivers and valleys and gullies and you know sloughs and all that. So, yep. I know last time they couldn't get anybody. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. They they tried. They couldn't get a company. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate the call. 775-5559, the number to join us. Uh, text messenger says, Hi, Noah. Of all those you listed, it didn't make sense because they don't live here and the taxes are high. Wages are low and we have a school board that just loves to spend m- our money. So this is in response to my comment that f- every national leader who had was sat in on any sort of classified hearing or briefing on foofing came back with the same answer. This is a bad idea and you shouldn't do it. And it wasn't until the air force actually came out with an official stance and an actual letter that said, don't do this, that we actually pulled the plug. And so my comment was to a degree, kind of the writing was on the wall. What this text messenger is saying here is okay, that's fine. We of so so we're not doing foofang, but we the problem remains. The reason that we wanted foofang, and again, I have to give the caller credit, who said this was has this is and has always been about money because I fundamentally think that's true. Uh, it has been about money, or it is about money, and so up against that, what what do you do to bring in the the, the money necessary? To fund all of the things that you want to do and grow as a city. Because you could make the choice, right? You could say, like, hey, you know, we're not gonna build hundred and one you're gonna build hundred million dollar water parks and swim lanes, and we're not going to fix, you know, allocate millions of dollars to fix swimming pools inside of schools, and we're not gonna build new middle schools, and we're not going you could say that you're not going to do all of those things and then you won't need the money. But two things are unpalatable. We've known for a very long time that in an increase in property taxes is 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 pretty much non-palatable to people in this area. We feel like we pay too too high property taxes already, and there just isn't an appetite for increasing it. And at the same time, we learned yesterday that there is no longer an appetite for bringing Chinese businesses into the city. If there was any ambiguity in that, I think it's pretty clear now. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. How do we move forward, Noah? We go back to what we should have been doing all along. Um, first off, we got to control the spending in this city. Mm-hmm. We, the, the, the taxes make it look bad for people who want to come here. House prices are extremely high. 
So even anybody who is going to work a $50,000 job, they're not going to be buying a house. Mm-hmm. They, we, so we've got tax problems. We've got housing problems. We've got, um, I would say, uh, wage problems. We've got overspending on many different levels of uh, entities going all, uh, all, all across the county. We need to step back. Start reining in, fiscally reining in and being responsible and um, responsible representation in all of these entities, using our money correctly and focusing our efforts on making the city better, like attracting visitors, attracting businesses, stuff like that. When you, using the example, the snowmobiles on the greenway. It, when you shut down a whole group of people like that, all you're doing is limiting available money that could come to your city and not have to be a tax-free thing. We there's so many missteps that are being performed on this entire on all of the levels. We've got to get back to good fiscally responsible represent, representation that's trying to actually. Um, it, 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 get the basis of the city in, in sound financial and, and sound looking shape to begin with, then you can start worrying about, uh, you know, trying to attract businesses because first, so you, you would say, you would say, go, you would say, go the other direction. You would say, worry about making the cuts first. Let's operate within a budget and let's be sustainable. And then if we want to grow, grow with intentionality and bring businesses in, not bring businesses in, take the money and then figure out how to spend it. Yes. Absolutely, because the way that we were going with the spoofing and some of the and these other uh, um, whatever thing that they've been doing, what they call that the tax entity thing, you're you're giving up the tax entity. You know, you're giving up the tax power for twenty years, thirty mm-hmm. years, or whatever. So you you've you've given away the money already. Mm-hmm. If we go, if we grow organically and grow smartly from the inside first, make ourselves look attractive to workers, families, things like that, that can correct a lot of the problems that we're having where we've got small growth, um, declining school numbers. uh, So how would you how would you address people who say that in order to do this, in order to be attractive to families, we have to have things like indoor water parks and indoor soccer fields and these kinds of attractions that evidently exist in other cities and we don't have them. Is that what attracted you here? No. No, it's not. Is but, that why you stay here? No, it's not. But you know what? I would tell you that I have very different goals than a lot of people. I don't care if we grow as a city. I would be very happy being a city of 50,000 uh, for the next 100 years. I'm very comfortable not having the city provide any entertainment to me. I'm fine doing that entirely on my own. I'm fine if the only thing we wanted to fund were schools, firefighters, and the police department, I, and, and, and you know necessary city workers. I would be fine with that. But not everybody is. Well, but that's why I say get some good fiscally sound people into these into these positions to make these decisions, uh, because once um, an organically grown business in Grand Forks mm-hmm. is going to be umpteen times more successful than something that we we attracted in from outside, because we know who our customers are. We know how to make the better yes. mousetrap for Grand Forks. Yes, we know how to do things here. Yep. And once you can start to once you can start making those businesses 
and getting that, that organic system going on its own, people, other people will look at it, people from around here, people, I mean, and then on top of that, make this look like, make the city be like the place that you want to, you know, come to so that you maybe get a visitor. And then the visitor goes, well, geez, you know, I see this place is looking for somebody and I can do that widget making thing. Hey, maybe I should look at, you know, Man, that, here or something. That's a really great take. I, I really appreciate the call. That That's a fantastic take. Be who you want to be and let and, and then let it, the results speak for themselves. I love that approach. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah, um, I'm including you because I think you're you're pretty well uh, fair and balanced. But majority of the listeners on KNOX always say, don't trust the government, don't trust the government. Well, what is the, one of the biggest government entities? The military. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, we got to trust the government. got to trust the government. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, what did they base all this on? I mean, we're not never going to hear all of it because it's top secret or whatever. That's true. Now, my feeling is, let's... Uh, uh, I think all the Chinese uh, at the UND uh, are possible terrorists. So they all, every one of them, has to be examined to make sure they don't believe in communism. And if they do, they got to get out. Yeah, be a fair across the board. Yeah, I agree. That would be a logically consistent yep. position. Uh, the only Thank thing, you. yeah, I appreciate yep. the call. The only thing I would I would respectfully push back on is, you know, one of the functions, Article One, Section Eight of the U.S. Constitution, is to provide for a military. So yes, small government conservatives would tell you we shouldn't trust the government, don't rely on the government, don't rely on the government. At the same time, there are a select things. Uh, a select list of things uh, that are in Article One, Section Eight, that the government should do. And one of them is providing a national defense. And so when the when the military apparatus comes out and says, hey, this this is going to negatively impact our security apparatus, it is responsible to listen to the government because they would know. And that is that is one of the legitimate functions of government. Seven, seven, five, fifty five, fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Say I've got a three-point solution for the problem. Okay. I'm okay. going to ask Trucker Todd for his semi-truck, and I'm going to pick up all the items made in China that the anti-Fufeng people and the protesters at the um, city council meeting have. And uh, you know, we should burn all the Nike shoes and T-shirts made in China and have the Chinese students and professors go back to China, close the Chinese restaurants, and shut down Cirrus. Mm-hmm. So that's my three-point or four-point solution. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate the call. Listen, and here's the deal, right? I it, There's only two kinds of people that don't change their mind. One is people that are dead, and the other is people that are stupid. And I'm neither of those two people. So I'm absolutely capable of looking hindsight 2020 and saying, you know what? I was wrong on this. I said it was a good deal for Grand Forks. Turns out, if the Air Force says it's a security concern, it's not a good deal for Grand Forks. I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But I'll tell you where I wasn't wrong. The... A, a corn milling plant is not the biggest problem that we have with China. We rely on China for way more things than we are comfortable. And listen, if you want to be on the train of let's get rid of China in this country, man, I'm in the front car. Let's go buy computers from System 76 instead of the brands that you've heard of. And let's go find the you know handful of American manufacturers that make stuff here in the U.S. that have all sorts of obscure names that you've never heard of because they're tiny little podunk companies that 
are making their brand off of being built in America. It's going to cost you four or five times more. You're going to have to jump through some hoops to get there, but I'm all on board with it. Love buying stuff made in America. Love supporting Americans. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. KNOX 1079-1033 FM. Good morning, 1025, 5 below on our way to 10 above. 775-5559, the number to join us. We're talking about Foo Fang. A project is now dead in the water. The U.S. Air Force issuing a statement saying this their sta- their position is unambiguous. It's a security threat. City of Grand Fork shouldn't do that within 30 minutes. The mayor in- calls for pulling the plug. And, of course, they'll... I'm sure that'll be a discussion at the at the city council meeting, but from all appearances, that's the end of Foo Fang. You're on KNOX 775 5559. Good morning. Yeah, thanks, Noah. I've got a perspective on uh, students for that one caller. Um, as you know, I was an academic advisor at UND Communication. I had a Chinese uh, a student, a gal, very nice person. And I talked to her, I said, why don't you stay here in this country? You've got so much going. And her answer was, I want to go back to China to help my country. And I said, well, you have to uh, have them dictate what you have, like as far as children. She says, yes, isn't that the right thing to do? She was so indoctrinated that the government was the God Almighty. And that's where they are. This girl gave me half a dozen roses for Valentine's Day, came back to say goodbye to me before she re- she uh, graduated. I, I missed her because I had left, I left school then. I uh, finished uh, working there. But that's the perspective. The Chinese people are good people. And I, I often wonder what happened to Chen. You probably know her. Uh, I often wonder if she's still alive, but that's a perspective. And I'm glad this is finished and done. I knew it was going to go down eventually. Uh, You know, the the only thing I would say in response to that is, you know, if you were an American and you were studying overseas in China, would you not be excited to take the skills and resources that you've learned in China or anywhere else for that matter and get back to your home country to make that a better place? I mean, isn't that isn't that the goal of anybody is to is to support their country and their home? Yes, yes, I, I, I do. I think she still had hope and faith, and she was, I don't want to say brainwashed, but that's the way she felt. And it's its sad, it's sad, because I, I bet you two to one she's not living right now. I, I, I just, it just bothers me. But anyhow, that's kind of how they think. They're not all necessarily to take over this country. They want to make their country better. Uh, so uh, for that one caller uh, that we all know, uh, that's that's how they a lot of them think. But yeah. thanks a lot. Good show, Noah. Yeah, appreciate it as always. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. 
Is that me? That's you. Yeah, I think uh, uh, everything being considered here with the Air Force's decision, I think that Dana Sandy and Todd Phelan owe the people of Grand Forks a apology for their intent on 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 looking into the the truth of everything uh-huh. and the the way that Dana Sandy and you know backed up by Todd Phelan, Mister, you know, don't say anything, just stand there and look at everybody, uh, especially Jody Carlson and Craig Spicer. They need they need an apology from those people and I think they should resign as well. Okay. Is there something specific you'd want them to say or is it more just along the lines of, hey, we were wrong, it turns out you guys were right all along and we're sorry for the way that we treated you? Well, I mean, that would be, you know, I mean, that's a start, but, but the way that they treated the people of Grand Forks who only had the best interests of the city in mind, and the way they treated these people, Dana should stand up at a city council meeting and resign his position immediately. Do you think that- Todd Phelan is the, you know, everybody says we have a mayor. Well, Todd Phelan's the one that's running this city. He has been running this city for many years with no control. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Do you? Um, Thank you. I appreciate the call. All right, we'll head over to the KNOX newsroom. We'll get the latest from Doug Barrett. He's standing by. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. KNOX 1079-1033 FM. Good morning, 1038-5 below. On our way to a daytime high of 10. 775-5559, the number to join us. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning. i got a couple points, I guess, I just want to point out. A, um, you know, the, the city council, Dana, the mayor, Todd, all these guys, they, they have such thick skin, and what they went through, and how they handle things I feel like is commendable. I, I watch a couple of city council meetings. I would not have been able to be as calm as them. I may have come across the, the desk at some of these people, the way that they were talking and treating these city council members. So that's, that's one point. I commend them for being able to go through this process and get it uh, you know, figured out one way or the other. They had to go through the process. And, and like the mayor said, if they hadn't been acting in good faith, the city could have been in trouble. And you got some callers say, well, they shouldn't have been in that position anyway. Here nor there, it was a process they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I just commend the city, and I think they don't come to work thinking that, uh, what can I do to stir up a hornet's nest, and how can I antagonize every citizen in the city of Grand Forks? That's not their intent. When they go in, it's all honorable. And for people to talk to these uh, city council members and, and employees like this, I think is a disgrace. I think we have a lot of small-minded people in the community. 
Um, and that's just my two cents. So, so here, you know, I, I appreciate your call. So, you know, my thing is there was a caller earlier that said they thought that the people that were pushing against Fu Feng had nothing but the best intentions of Grand Forks in mind. And I don't, I'm not challenging that. I think that's probably accurate. I guess my question to you is, what do you think the intentions of the mayor and the city and the city administrator and city council president was? What do you think their intentions were? 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Uh, a couple points about China. Uh, we owe China a trillion dollars out of the $31 trillion. We owe them a $1 trillion. And uh, Janet uh, oh, Yellen, she was in the Congo yesterday trying to for China and soak up a bunch of copper mines because we have to have the green deals that goes on copper and all that stuff. So uh, we're tied into China more than we think. Yeah, hundred percent. We are. Yep. I know that's our, that's our, one of our most favorite trading partners. They buy all our soybeans and all our, a lot of our corn and our pork. Uh, yeah, they're, so don't, don't, uh, throw everything out. You know, that, that's a trading partner. It's free trade. Well, here's the deal, too. They're the, one of the world's largest economies. So we either choose, and I thank you for the call, we either choose to engage with them or we choose not to engage with them. And again, I'm all on board the all-American train. You just have to be there with me and you have to be willing to write the check that's going to come along with that. Now, text messenger has this to say. Yes, I think they did it right. You can't succumb to the bully mentality. And this is in response to my question. Did the city do the right thing by following the process all the way through to the end? The mayor has come on this program multiple times, and when I've asked him, you know, are you having second thoughts, but are you thinking in about face, his answer has been, listen, we're too far into this process to have second guessing and second thoughts. We need to follow the process all the way through. What are you going to do? Go back to this company and say, yeah, sorry, we know that you invested millions of dollars in our community and, and, and put all of this money up to try to build a business here, but we don't like China, so you're not allowed. That isn't going to go well. This gives them something concrete that they can latch on to, that they can point to and say, look, man, the Air Force has told us we can't do this. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Uh, you know, Noah, you ask a good question and, and make a good point through the question. When, whenever there's an issue and there's two sides on the issue, um, I'm not going to be naive enough to say that there are people who have their own interests ahead of everything else. But... We want to assume that in this situation, both sides had the best interests of Grand Forks, you know, in their in mind when they were going with this. The problem comes in is when I think I have the best interests of Grand Forks in mind and I disagree with somebody else, does that mean they don't have the best interests of exactly. Grand Forks in mind and that I should then attack them? No, that doesn't mean that. It just means we both have Grand Forks as our number one interest and we're looking at it from different views and that's when those conversations need to happen and and not make it a well obviously you don't care about whatever the issue is because you think differently than me and i think we do it on both sides of the aisle and i realize who fang wasn't necessarily a, a democrat republican thing but but i think that's where it happens a lot is that it's well you really don't care no, I just have a different approach to it. Yeah, 100%. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Do you think that there could have been a different way for both sides, both from the city council president and, 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 and city council leaders and from the people that were opposing Fu Feng to have that discussion in a more respectful and constructive way than it ended up playing out? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. And I, I don't have specifics, but I think there's always a better way to do things. I know it was 
it's difficult to listen to city council meetings and people on the radio when it became, you know, a shouting match and, and because personal and, and name calling and all that kind of stuff. That does nothing. Mm-hmm. That does nothing at all. And so, yeah, it, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but yeah, I think there's different things that could have been done could have been done. I am glad, and I, I told the mayor when I called earlier, I'm glad that he was patient and that he didn't put uh, personal interests or pride ahead of the right choice right. and say, well, I know I, I know we got this letter, but boy, I would look like a fool now if I said we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue to say, let's let's do it. So I, I think, I think our, our mayor has done well to lead this city up to this point. A hundred percent. Hey, I appreciate the call. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. Hi there. I'm going to throw my two cents out there. Um, I think my biggest argument was the fact that all this was kept on the down low. Citizens weren't informed of what was going on throughout the process. As I understand it, we didn't find out anything about this proofing plant until it had already been in process for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. So and here, I hold on. I just, long. I would like to, I would like to, I would like to dig into that a little bit if I may. So sure. when, so there's obviously a number of projects, right? There's projects right now. There's, we just got done doing, a, uh, I think the initial scoping study for this hundred and some million dollar, uh, you know, indoor park. At what point do you think this that people want to be brought into the process, given that a lot of these things, you know, they sat down in that meeting and went, man, that price tag is way higher than it should have been. I don't even know if they're going to pursue it. So you never know how that stuff is going to play out necessarily. At, like, do do does do do we bring it to the public's attention every time there's an initial interest? Do we wait until it becomes more concrete? Should it have been before the development agreement was signed? Like where in that process do you think it's appropriate to come forward and say, here's what we're considering. What do you guys think? I think in this situation, because we were uh, going to have to uh, foot the bill for their taxes, I've heard some real exorbitant numbers. I personally pay enough property taxes. I don't want to pay for a country, another country's business, you know, especially since it's communist China. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be liable for... I don't know. I've heard I've heard some prices like ninety million dollars over the course of the years that so, they were going to be forgiven taxes. I I think that's I, I think we should be. Could I finish? I think we should be led in from the get go when they're giving our money away. Because our local businesses, I haven't heard of any local businesses getting gifted thirty years worth of free property taxes. Okay, I don't know about thirty years, but I will tell you that if you listen to the if you listen to the city council meetings and the development meetings that happen, there's there's a whole line of businesses. I mean, we don't ever tell people no. They show up there, they say, "Here's my business idea. Want a loan from the city? Want a tax break from the city?" We always say yes. So I would say that's that's fairly consistent. But I can appreciate your point. At the point that we start talking about giving a company money, that's the point where you have to get the 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 tax base involved. I would also be remiss if I didn't point out, the whole idea of giving them a tax break and bringing them in in the first place was to keep your property taxes lower. If you have a large inter, you have a large industrial complex that runs and generates money, they're going to pay taxes. It was going to generate $70 million. Uh, that $70 million is money that they would pay taxes on and you won't have to cover when the school board does all of the things that it does and when the city does all the things it does. But I appreciate Excellent point. I appreciate you calling in. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. 
No, I have one question for Todd Phelan and the mayor. Okay. What happened? What happens to the land and the people that they annexed for this project? I asked Does them that. Does that go away? No, it doesn't Does that so- go away. No, it doesn't sound like so. It, it didn't sound like it could. The, the they were going to reverse the annexing. And as far as the land that the Fufeng Group owns, it's kind of on them what they want to do with it. It sounded like the city didn't have a huge interest in in you know in purchasing it back. So you'd have to find some other you know uh, corporate entity or industry that would be interested in purchasing it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with them being stuck with it. Uh, but my my question is about what about the small businesses and stuff that were annexed and the land that was annexed for this project? Are those people going to be left where they were before, or are they still going to be annexed in and have to pay all these taxes for all the infrastructure and stuff that was proposed for that? That's a really great question. Um, I don't know the yes, answer to it. it. Is. I suspect that that's well, I, the. I think I think I think they need to answer that question. I agree. I think that's probably where they go in at city council, right? They sit down and they figure out what are our next steps and how do we make the people whole that that were caused, you know, inconvenience or problems by that. And you know, really, if you think about it, that is a better way to offer an apology to critics more so than just anything that you could say, right? Going back and looking and saying, "Hey, we tried this thing. We ended up being wrong. We're sorry. How can we make you whole? How can we make it right?" Right. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the the the, the, the previous caller, the couple back there, that mm-hmm. said that small minded, small minded people. Um, I, I disagree with that. Uh, people wanted answers, and they 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 beat around the bush, back and forth, back and forth for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. And the way that Dana Sandy talked to people, how does I, I can't believe that UND still has him employed. As the way, way he threatened that one reporter, he has a he has a concealed weapons permit, and he always talks about how he's packing heat. Well, Dana the way does? he threatened that that the way he threatened that reporter, he should be in jail. He had a concealed weapons permit. He he brags about packing heat, and the way he treated that woman, and then he followed her out in the parking lot. That's verbal assault. So a couple, couple he, things. He should. I mean, just you a couple. And I, couple we things. Both, we couple both things. Have I just. Our I want to permit. So we carry our guns. If we were to do that, we'd be in jail. We wouldn't have guns anymore. So why, did, why is he the exception? So I, I just want to point out. So the the way that that story came out, right? She said she followed him out in the parking lot. So far as I understand it, he was able to go to UND and get video from the building that shows them walking in entirely separate directions. So it would appear that that story was at the very least inflated. At worst. Uh, you know, it was nothing less than a setup, right? I'm not going to ask you any 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 trick questions. And then she comes in and talks about top flight having nothing to do with uh, with with the uh, foofing. Yeah, I, I I don't buy it. Okay. Thank you. Yep, I appreciate the call. All right, we'll take the last break here. We'll wrap it up in the next segment. Uh, this is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 1079-1033 FM 1055 2 below on our way to 10 above. Lots and lots of text messages to get to. So one text messenger says, so all of these people that are anti-corn plant, are they going to get Cirrus closed? I bet a million dollars they don't. 
and why won't they? So, you know, what I have heard from, and it's, it's been fairly consistent, I would say, over the, the past few months, is it's not so much they're looking to go through and close all of the existing Chinese places. It's that they didn't want to add to the deficit, so to speak. So it wasn't so much they were hugely passionate about closing existing Chinese uh, entities so much as it was, we're not, we don't, we, why add to it? Why move forward to it? And as a number of callers this hour have pointed out, why give them money to do it? If they want to come here and pay the full tax bracket, fine. But if it's going to take them 20 years to break even or to start paying their full tax bracket, why would we do that? Text messenger has to say this. The Grand Forks Air Force Base did not tell us that Fu Fang is a security threat. Dana is right. They That is not how government works. The folks at the Grand Forks Air Force Base cannot and will not comment on Fu Feng. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see Fu Feng go away. My guess is, this is just me talking, is our city, senator probably went to the Defense Department and prompted them for a statement that would help the city without our senators? I don't think we'd have gotten a statement out of the Department of Defense. Your thoughts at 775-5559. My question to you, did the city make the right call? In following the process all the way through so that they can go through the developer agreement, get all of the money, the $5 million that's sitting in that account so that we can draw down any of the expenses that we've spent trying to do this winds up at the foot of Fufeng and they have to cover that. And that's how that developer agreement was structured. So was that the right call? Or in your opinion, should the city have pulled the plug earlier, not waited for the Air Force to come in? At the end of the day, we didn't elect the Air Force to run the city. We elected our city council people to run our city. And so at the end of the day, should that decision have come from them? Text messenger has uh, this to say, <laughs> can we tar and feather them out of town uh, on a rail? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose. Text messenger says, I don't know why people are complaining about the city council want an apology and for them to resign. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And the only thing they could do is move forward until they hear otherwise. I wouldn't have expected them to apologize to people who were against this. After how they felt about the company, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it can't be a good thing. So I agree with you to an extent. I would just tell you the 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 counter argument to that is the discussion on both sides was terrible, just terrible in the way of the way that people treated other people. Seven, seven, five, fifty five, fifty nine. I got but got about 30 seconds. I believe they should have ended it because they would have saved all that stress and anxiety and all that bickering and fighting mm. and dividing the citizens and city council. They, sh- they should have ended it. It was just too unpopular. It was just too unpopular, and they're supposed to be there for the people. They're not there for the people. They're there for themselves. I appreciate and the call. I think they all, need, they all need to go. I appreciate the call. Uh, you know, and that's a reasonable position to take. The only thing I would follow that up with is, are you running for city council? Do you know somebody that's running for city council? Do you know who's running against the mayor? Because those are questions we better have answers to before we tell the current mayor and the current city council that we, we don't want them to do those jobs. Or you're going to go from having people who are doing the job that you don't agree with the way they're doing the job to no one doing the job. This is Critical Thought on KNOX.
Radio, 1310 KNOX, 107.9, 103.3 FM. Good morning, 11.06, two below. My name is Noah Chalaya. Delighted to be here with you this morning. From the KNOX newsroom, the U.S. Air Force has come out against the proposed Fufeng core milling project in Grand Forks for security reasons. A letter to North Dakota U.S. Senators John Hoven and Kevin Kramer from the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Air Force said in part, the White House Committee, or the, the, that while the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., if he has concluded that it had no jurisdiction, the Air Force believes the project presents a significant threat to national security on both the near and long-term risks of significant impacts to the operation in the area. So our question to you at 775-5559, do you think that the service of Senator Kevin Kramer, Senator Hoven, played a strong role in convincing the Air Force to come out with a statement? And if so, why did it take them so long? 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Hello, Noah. That's me. Okay, um, so the the big the big hype over that Foo thing was uh, security risk, right? Yes. That was the main. So to me, it's good to get all the data before you make the decision. Agreed. You know, so they can't really make a decision until they get this information from the U.S. government saying it's unsafe. Once they say once they said it was unsafe, they made the correct call, but. You know, that was basically what the decision was based on. So I don't know how they could have made that decision earlier. You know what I mean? I do. So you would say it was appropriate for them to run it all the way through at the end within 30 minutes of them having something definitive, something they can hold in their hand, look at and read to the public and say, this is why we're canceling. This is why we're changing course. We believe this was a good idea up until now. Then this piece of information landed in our lap. Now we understand that it isn't a good idea. And so we're not going to do this. It's not kowtowing to bullying. And at the same time, you're making rational decisions based on the self-interests of Grand Forks, North Dakota and the United States. Correct. And any of the, if they had a hidden agenda, they can cover it that way. And if they didn't, they did the right thing. I appreciate the call. 775-5559, the number to join us. You can call or text that same number. Email us live at canoxradio.com. Text messenger has to say, Seems to me the Air Force came late to the table to say that Fu Feng was a security risk. The mayor has said in the past that if the military had a problem with Fu Feng and came forward, they would end the project immediately. And they did just that. No apology needed. How about an apology from either City Council President Dana Sandy or the City Council at large to the group that week after week after week after week after week showed up to protest the Fu Feng project, came out with information saying, hey, this is a security risk. Here is the information about it being a security risk. Here is the concern with the ties to China, all of those kinds of things. Does that get does that have any credibility in your mind or it would it be inappropriate for city council, uh, you know, members to make decisions based off of what what is just slightly more than hearsay from concerned citizens? Text messenger says to the, the, the caller that says we're smile minded people in this community, you realize city council members have done the name calling as well. Again, I would say both sides, right? I would say both sides had some room for improvement. Although I would also add to that, I think it's a very, very difficult proposition to ask somebody to sit inside of a position, sit inside of a chair day in and day out, make informed decisions, research, read, have discussions, have look at what other cities are doing, understand how the financing and mechanisms work, craft things like development agreements, do all of that work. All of that legwork. And for the most part, nobody cares. Nobody cares what the city does most of the time. 
And then all of a sudden you find out, well, actually, this kind of hot button issue, because all of a sudden, five minutes ago, we decided that we don't like China anymore. I think it becomes a very difficult proposition to expect somebody to sit there and be nothing less than berated over and over again and have a good attitude about it. I'm not saying that you can't expect that from your city's officials. I'm not even saying that it's maybe not should be expected of city officials. I mean, at the end of the day, if you see yourself as in a position of leadership, lead. And that goes by setting an example. No, sir, I'm sorry. That's not how we conduct this conversation. Here's how we're going to conduct the conversation because we're going to do it respectfully. And so if you want to air your grievances or if you think there are concerns, I very much want to hear them because we're interested in exploring all potential avenues of this. Here's how you do that. And I don't know what that answer is. It's probably not the three or five minutes or whatever they get at Citizens Commons. That's really more of a we sit here. It's a one way conversation. You talk and and then we move on. Maybe there should have been some sort of meeting and where people can ask questions and get answers and those sorts of things. Um, But I would say there was problems on both sides. Text messenger says you'd all be extremely naive to believe that everyone involved had honorable intentions. I I don't. I I, I guess I would probably stop short of saying everybody involved had honorable intentions, but I would tell you that I believe the vast majority of people become passionate about something, not because they're motivated out of, you know, some sort of bad thing. The, the, the problem is there's not a lot of in it in the way of personal gain for either party. It's not going to make the city council members any particular amount of money. They get paid their part time wage to serve on the city council. It's not going to make, you know, Jody Carlson any money. She, I mean, there, there isn't a whole lot of personal interest. I mean, I think both of these people were acting on what they believed was the right decision at the time. It just turned out the people that were critics of this for security reasons were right. Text messenger says that Dana Sandy has many, many close ties to China. I might even speculate that he's a Chinese asset. Is he compromised? Is he receiving money under the table to those trips to China? Like million dollar man, Ted Diabetes used to say everyone has a price. I think this is where the concern is being raised. And that's fine. I would just need to see something concrete that suggests that, right? When UND says, hey, we have an interest in serving the aviation community in China. And so if they come over here, we want to put them in airplanes and teach them how to fly aircraft as so long as that's uh, operating above board. I mean, we wouldn't turn down tuition or enrollment from any other country. Why would we do it from China? And again, if that changed, that's fine, but you can't put that on data. Sandy, that comes down to the aviation program. If anything, seven, seven, five, 55, 59, you're on KNOX. Good morning. I wonder which is more dangerous. Cirrus aircraft company, you know, China bought all the small airplane factories in the whole country, I heard years ago, mm-hmm. which is more dangerous, the Cirrus aircraft or a cornfield? <laughs> it's crazy. Well, that, so, that was my thought yesterday, was if you're trying to conduct an espionage act, why would you do corn? But that seems like a weird industry to do to, to do espionage. But at the end of the day, I mean, how are we going to argue with the Air Force? They come out and say it's a security risk. Clearly, it's a security risk. So do we shut down the thousands of dollar stores in the country? Dollar stores, that's all they sell is just products Chinese made junk. in China. Yep. Do we do we shut down Target, Walmart, and Menards because they sell a lot of products from China? Every and electronic store? Stop? Every every place that, yeah. that sells cotton? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have answers to those questions. Again, I don't understand. I don't understand why we take an anti-view of China on one particular industry, but we don't apply that across the board, except to say the people that have called this program continually repeat this idea of, well, we don't want to further the deficit. We just don't want to go any deeper. I get that I want my cell phone. I get that I'm already in that boat. 
I don't know that I'm ready to go backwards, but I just certainly don't want to go any further, particularly if there's a, a threat of escalation with China, which uh, clearly is. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Hi, thank you. Hi there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to remind people that a few years back, Pompeo came out and had a really extensive press conference about the relationship with China. And there, at that time, I have copies of it somewhere. At that time, they're actually in Chinese with American names written on it. But anyway, um, at that time, he said that there were four governors in the United States that on the papers that they have from China were considered friendly to China. And Bergam was one. I want to know how this began. Who introduced it? Because I think I remember something that, it, you know, it was Bergen floated the idea or brought the idea in. I'm not sure. But, you know, I think that we have to be really circumspect and for us to learn from this, we need to follow the thread from the beginning all the way to the end and transparently because that is what we have not had. Um, we, have, we have a group of people in the schools, in the city, in the county who are doing this top-down ruling mm. without accountability without transparency and treating the public who pays their way um, with contempt and, and spitefulness. Um, I frankly feel that Dana Sandy and Weber should be stepped down at the very least. And um, I personally would like to see Ken Bean, who actually has a clue about physical um, engineering and mm -hmm. things that we need to look at apparently in this town, and Osowski as VP. That would make sense to me because I don't know that them sitting there now is going to be able to be repaired because of the treatment and their attitude and their hubris. It's um, just gone too far. Do you think and if they step One other thing. Yes. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, if they step down, do you think that there are people that would be willing to replace them? Well, I don't just even get out of the VP and presidential seats okay. so that they're not steering the boat. You know, because they're steering the boat in a very heavy-handed way. And um, if you had other people, I mean, I think they need to be, I mean, it sounds um, like an old school marm, but I think they need to be put in their place. They have overstepped their bounds. Hmm. And there's one thing that is kind of, you know, somebody said earlier, you know, what's the skin in the game? Uh -huh. And that's the undercurrent of this that I always felt listening to them is that they were motivated by something more. And it was the energy and the breathlessness and the, you know, knee-jerk reactions to comments um, and how they responded to people, you know, wanting to know more, that there was more going on than, than just this plant. I don't know how you find that out. Plausible deniability is like cooked in the books, yeah. but um, there was more going on there. And we need to get Weber out of there, too. He's a U.N. guy. He's, he's a Marxist. He needs to get out of there. Um, um, and I frankly think that he is kind of um, a bit of fire under Sandy and given him more juice than he normally might have had on his own. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. Right. I you know, appreciate the watching, insight. I'm an, old, I'm an old woman. I've been watching people for a lot of years. My instincts have allowed me to survive things that I might not have otherwise survived. And there's something more going on here. But things there have to be changed. There has to be changed because they have harmed our city. I would say you're a seasoned wise woman. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day, ma'am. 775-5559. Text has this to say regarding Fufei. The city moved too fast.
And Jody Carlson and the concerned citizens exerted their due diligence, and the highly paid city attorney, Mayor Todd Feeland, failed to do so. The anti-foofing group was way ahead of the city leaders in both knowledge and process. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to surely abundance, but everyone who hastily comes to poverty, the Mayor Feeland and Attorney Gausted and City Council, need to memorize this proverb. So here, here's what I would say to you, sir. Or ma'am, if the goal is to lead diligently and lead surely, then you go by facts. You don't go by conjecture. You don't go by hearsay. You go by verifiable facts. Hey, this person says this is true or this is a thing. Where can we go to confirm that? Who in the position that would know the answer to that question could answer it? And once you have that answer, you make a decision on it. To me, that is being diligent. I don't disagree that there was ample room to have that conversation earlier. I just, the only thing, the only question left in my mind is where were they supposed to get that information earlier? This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM 1123. We're up to zero. We're up to zero. If it ticks one more degree, we'll finally be over. Uh, we'll be out of the negatives. 775-5559, the number to join us. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning once again. Hi there. You know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people know uh, uh, that I don't normally hear. I, I sit in a piece of equipment about 12 hours a day, so you've got a rather captive audience. <laughs> I listen to, usually to all three of you. <laughs> Uh, but but I hear people saying, you know, they, they should step down and, and all this. And yes, I mean, once again, doing the right thing is never the wrong thing to do. But, you know, these people obviously have exhibited their arrogance. Uh, they're not going to step down on their own. Mm-hmm. So to the people who are saying that they should step down or they want something, and I've even heard you say, um, you know, be careful what you wish for. Are you going to, is there somebody to take their place? Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I think the only place I've really heard it, but Jody Carlson and some other people are very uh, into getting petitions and stuff for recall elections on Dana Sandy, Brett Weber, Brandon Bochansky, and Trisha Lunsky. So if you want these things changed, I would say get a hold of uh, Jody Carlson or these other people. Uh, Last week it was on... uh, uh, Lee's show, there was a gentleman who called in looking for people to um, help out with some of these things. So there is stuff on the way if people want to step up. And I just, you know, from the sound of it, I don't think a lot of people are really aware of this. I know some people can't listen to Brian or Lee's show all the time. Um, but there is stuff going on here to remove these people. Mm-hmm office and take back this uh, the city council for the people so i would encourage them to look into some of this if you truly are serious about it because at some point this is going to happen 
And if nothing is done, these people are only going to get more emboldened. I mean, look what happened to Gavin Newsom after he mm. successfully beat off his recall. He's gone even more radical. It's a mandate for him to be even more ridiculous. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, one way or the other, if you if you're for it or against it, you should maybe make your make your voice known and look into it. So that's, I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't hear anything about it on yours or Brian's show very much. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing it to our attention. All right. Thanks. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Morning, Noah. How about uh, how about an ethics committee or a code of conduct? You know, okay. some kind of a standard that these people are are uh, required to uphold. Yeah, I guess what really bothers me about this is denying the vote of almost 6,000 people when you're spending that kind of money. Would you have supported a direct democracy style vote to deal with this issue? And if so, I mean, how do we, I mean, we're going to do that with every issue? No, not every issue, but something this controversial that costs this much money. Maybe it's a good idea to take a look at, uh, you know, setting, setting some kind of a, of a bar, you know, when something okay. hits a certain dollar amount and that is this controversial should have yeah. absolutely gone to the people. You know, we're not talking about building a playground here, or a swimming pool. You know, we're talking about a private business, and which should be anti, you know, everybody should be outraged by supporting any kind of a private business with public money. Yeah, I you can know, understand that. Red flag, right, right from the get-go. So would you have supported the idea of, hey, anytime there's public money involved, if we're going to give a tax break, that maybe requires a vote or requires an open discussion or whatever it is that, that we would mandate? Particularly when it comes to uh, private companies, and and you know that I, I mean to tell you, when you start talking hundred million dollars, I mean, you know, like I said, this isn't voting on a slide or a merry-go-round. Mm, mm. You know, things that we expect government to, you know, benefit the city as a whole. You know, this is this this is a thirty-year, you know, just like the Alaris Center. Uh huh. Just you know, drug on too long and, and things that w- that didn't have a lot of public support. We did it anyway, kind of a deal. I I just think that, you know, what they're what they're lacking more than anything at all is some kind of a code of conduct. You know, I think they, you know, particularly that Dana Sandy, in my opinion, I think he's I think his ego is, you know, I think his ego is off the charts. Would you, you support? Know, they, they, they've got to they've got to be schooled in some kind of humanity here, dignity, integrity. And most of all, humility. Would you support uh, that code of conduct being enforced to the people showing up to the city council meetings? That's a that's a fair question. Yeah, no, that's how you build the quorum. That's how you build, you know, true representation is through you know through uh, uh, through calm civil and, discussion and guided civil. Yeah, thank you, civil discussion. Okay. Yeah, that seems reasonable to me. Hey, you know what? I appreciate the call. At the end of the day, if I I will I will always probably struggle with what you know when I look back and I ask the mayor this, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? It's difficult to point to a thing and say, well, this this should have been the smoking gun. This should have been the thing that tipped us off. You know, about the only thing I can say is the all of the people that attended the hearings where they said we got information all came back with the same answer and i suppose that speaks enough 
If you're wondering if there was a concern or wasn't a concern, you didn't find anybody that said blankly there wasn't a concern. You had one group say, we can't tell you, and you had a bunch of other people saying there was a concern. I guess you have to take that what it is. News out of the KNOX newsroom. Doug Barrett standing by with the latest. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM. Good morning, 1137. Zero out on our way to a daytime high of 10. The phone number to be a part of the program, 775-5559. We're talking about Fang. The project is dead after the Air Force came out with a statement saying their position is unambiguous. It presents a security threat. Don't do it. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. How are you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing great. Hey, good. Hey, I sent you a gif a little bit ago, and just to lighten up the subject a little bit, you know, foo-fung, whatever, you know, I know it's done now, but uh, mm-hmm. after that clip of uh, Mr. Sandy telling her that's not how government works, if that's, if she, if Miss Losowski doesn't walk into the next council meeting like Conor McGregor, <laughs> just strutting, I will be disappointed, and I hope she's listening, and I want video of her literally just in a shirt that says, told you so, or something, just strutting like Conor McGregor right into the next council meeting. You, you know why she won't do that? I'll tell you why she won't do that. Because she's not an arrogant. Right, exactly. She's a classy person who's not arrogant. I, you know, there has been, there has been, I would say, three or four different city council meetings. And I, and I because of the nature of what I do here on the air, I watch all of them mm-hmm. with, you know, with great, you know, criticism. And there are many, many times that everybody else is sitting around and some somebody goes and presents a thing and everybody is sitting around going, yep, uh, sounds good, seems good, no questions. Yep, the yep, eye roll thing. Yeah. Yep. And then she comes out and goes, hey. You want to put robots on the campus and they want to run around? They have cameras on them. Who gets that? Who gets those pictures and all of that? And then, oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, we have, we use it for diagnostics and this, that, and the others. And I'm sitting there thinking, she didn't have to say anything more than that. All she had to do was ask the question. And people like me, that look for those sort of massive privacy violations, look and go, okay, so what the company is saying is, yes, they're going to take pictures of people, and yes, they're going to store them, and that becomes third-party property, so they own it. We would not know that if it wasn't for people like her. And yeah, you're right. The in, in, When she walks into a city council meeting and says, look, I just have a very simple question. If the, if the, if the rationale here is that this is, well, I'll just play it. I also have concerns about like Northrop Grumman and the base and the espionage concerns that companies have. Like, can we get someone from the base to come in and say, we're okay with this? I mean, see if he has really provided no information to us besides saying that it's outside of their jurisdiction. And I would like some assurance from the people at the base that they are going to stay put and continue to be parts of our community if Fang is built. Can you work on that? Ms. Osowski, that's not how the government works. 
And of course, you know, so I mean, I guess that is how government should work, because that seems like a very reasonable, rational position to take. If you're telling me the Air Force is saying there's a problem and that's that's the argument against it. Why can't we just ask the Air Force? Exactly. So for one time, we all know that she's really classy, but I give her permission one time the next meeting <laughs> to just walk in total Conor McGregor style, just flapping her arms and just sit down and just look over and be like, told you. 100%. Yeah, I appreciate the call, my friend. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Yes, sir. I have a couple questions here. Sure. Okay, so I've heard a lot of uh, talk against spoofing from a bunch of retired people who have a lot of time to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of time. I'm a working person. Uh-huh. You know, we need businesses to sell our services to. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, the only evidence I've heard against Fu Feng is the CEO happens to be Chinese. Correct. Uh, I haven't seen any actual evidence that they are involved in any espionage activities on behalf of the Chinese government. That's fair. So it seems rather un-American to me to presume them guilty by association. Well, well without presenting evidence. So I would tell you there's ample evidence ample evidence i mean it's it they don't even try to hide this that the chinese government if you operate a business in china you are subject to the chinese government meaning they're very they're very clear when we want access to something or when we need a favor you will do us a favor because you exist inside of China. And I don't think there's really anybody that would dispute that. I think you can see many, many examples of the Chinese doing that. I also think there are plenty of examples of Chinese exercising espionage. So I don't, I, I've never thought it's a stretch to think that the things that are in Fufeng could potentially be used by the Chinese government. What I thought was a stretch, and apparently I was wrong because the Air Force has told me otherwise, is that it wouldn't make any economic sense to build a corn milling plant for the purpose of trying to do espionage, if you happen to catch something, you happen to catch something. But it didn't seem like the most direct path to, as a means to an end. But apparently I was wrong. Well, I assume the Chinese government owns satellites. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what, how does a corn milling plant help them? But apparently it does. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see the evidence. Yeah, well, I, I thank you for the call. But, we, we won't. We won't see the evidence because it... It it the, the it took 16 months just to get the Air Force to come out and issue a statement. I I suspect in the strongest possible terms they will never really elaborate any more on that. And to be honest with you, I guess they don't have to. I'm willing to accept if the Air Force went to the trouble of issuing a statement and saying, "Hey, we come out against this because of security concerns." It's pro- probably pretty safe to say there's some security security concerns. I appreciate the call. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, I was calling. I heard a lot of folks talking about uh, the, the recall and wondering what's happening. I do know a group of candidates that are going to be running for the recall. And okay. for the people that would like to help out with the recall, I could, I'd be happy to pass along some information to those folks. Sure. So if you, for contact information, if anybody wants to email grandforksrecall23 at gmail.com, we can put you in contact with people in your wards. If you're not sure what ward you're in, we can let you know what ward you're in and how you can help if you're willing to help out. Do you think that a recall is the most appropriate action for it? Or do you think just running against these people in the next city election would, would do the same job? Quite frankly, I think it depends on the, on the candidate and the person that you're talking about, you know, in particular in Dana Sandy, you know, we, we've seen a significant change in his attitude towards both the public 
yeah. um, the media in the last year. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that he's a bad person, but, but the way he's treating people, I think is unacceptable. Okay. Can that wait? Can we put up with that for a couple more years or do we need to do something now? And there's a lot of folks that think we need to do something with a few people now that wait for an election hmm. cost the city, both credibility and money. hundred percent. Hey, I appreciate the call. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. You too. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. Hey there. Oh, Noah. Hey, thanks. Good program going. Um, glad to see a couple of things. The United States Air Force getting uh, the respect they deserve for having access to appropriate um, national security information. Uh-huh. That's good to hear. Good to hear. But I, I do want to ask this question. If we were to have another foreign company in, right, how do you think the city or city council uh, should engage them? How do you think they, in other words, I think we all, the national security concerns have been elevated. Mm-hmm. How do you think they should go about it the next time there's an opportunity to deal with uh, company business, right? I, I'm pro-growth grant force. Uh-huh. Right? I'm all in favor of that. I'm, I'm a free trader. I, and, and I, whether there's, like the governor said, whether domestic, uh, a friend and ally, I welcome. I'm, I'm in agreement with that. So I'll just preface it that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's there's a lot we don't know, right? So I'm just kind of asking how you think we should go about it the next time. Yeah, that's a really fantastic question. So what I, I would say a couple of things there. I would say the first thing is when, they, when they're going to move forward a pro, with a project, let the projects approach us. We don't necessarily need to approach the projects, right? If it's a really a good decision, if it, I would say like, if, a, if an idea is so good, it doesn't have to be mandatory, right? So it shouldn't take making tax cuts and all of that to get a company or an industry to come here. If they want to organically come here, fine, take advantage of our awesome community. If you don't want to come here and take advantage of our awesome community, awesome. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. So I would start there. Stop with the taxes. Stop trying to incentivize places to come here and just let organic growth happen or don't happen. The other thing I liked, and it came up earlier in the hour with a caller, said, why not let Local businesses, people that already live here, start their ideas and let them grow within rather than trying to bring the outside in. I like that. To directly address your concern about security, I don't, you know, again, I've, I've asked myself that question since yesterday at two in the afternoon when this news broke. Like, at what point could, should we have been able to look and said, yes, this is a definitive security concern? Does it start when Senator Tom Cotton just asks a question? Are you aware of this happening and is this a concern? Should we be concerned when the response was, yeah, I would like to talk that with you in a classified briefing, knowing that we don't know what was said, good or bad? Should we have been concerned when our senators came out and said, hey, this is a bad idea? At what point do we draw the line? And I don't have an answer to that question. And it largely, in part, is due to why I defer to people like Mayor Bochensky and people like President, uh, City Council President Dana Sandy when they say, hey, you know, we've looked into this, we've started down this process, this is a good idea. Until I have a reason to point otherwise, I tend to, to, to back them up because at the end of the day, they have decades of experience doing this kind of thing. Um, but it's an excellent question because this is, you're right, there are going to be more entities that are going to come up and it's not going to be the last time we have to deal with the security situation. Can I expand upon that, Noah? Please. I have 25 years of successful investment experience in ag processing. Okay. Uh, Successful investments in ag processing. 
Um, so far, the city is 0 for 2, right? So I spoke to him before about this. And, for example, a lot of, I would call it a grassroots project that don't involve initially any public money is like in the, the dry mill ethanol plants, right? You get 20 or so people together, and that all of them would kick in $50,000 to essentially do the, the groundwork, right? Find your site, uh-huh. the water, corn supply. So you do the fundamental analysis yourself. Sure. And if and else, you have to raise the money. And for doing that, you'd get, uh, you put in 50000 you get 100000 stock. Okay. But if you don't right, get to a viable project, you know how much money you're left with? Nothing. Nothing. So, hence, hence I tried to explain that early on to him. So I called showstoppers. In other words, if they're not going to get a supportive community, right, you're not going there. If you're not going to get a support of the water, you're not going to go there. So if I was to build the plant in Grand Forks, what's the first place I would stop and ask the question? Who do you think I'd talk to? City Council? Mayor? Oh, no. Do they have the power to stop the project? Who's, what ultimately w- would stop this project? I, I don't know. Who would you go to? Well, I'd go to the Grand Forks Air Force Base and say, listen, particularly if I was bringing any foreign cup and said, would you mind, right? We don't know the background of this company. Could you check it out for us? Did the city not do check- that? No, they did not, surprisingly. Okay. And this just this is kind of a, one of those things I have a lot of questions at because I was spending my own money. That's where I spend. And, and, and you know, because ultimately, what is ultimately one of the hammers that the United States military has that they don't want to use, but to protect us, they do. Mm. Do you think of there's a southern border down there, right? Mm-hmm. What's going down on that southern border? Uh, Mexico? Yeah, but what did they build to help protect us? Border wall? Yep. Do you think that crossed any private land? I mean, I'm sure it did. Do you think those landowners really willingly gave up their land? No, I would assume that there was probably some eminent domain issues that came up. Yep, that's what I would gather, eminent domain. Eminent domain. So you think, right? Let me, let me, let me preface this with a, you know what quote I've never heard used? Hmm. Let's go ahead and jack with the United States Air Force and see what happens. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jack with yeah. the United States Air Force and see what happens. You're right. Never heard that before. Yeah, you're right. It would so be an unstoppable. Is it, possible, is it possible? And I'm speaking for myself, right? I, yeah. I don't have anything to do with the military other than a huge, huge amount of respect mm-hmm. and a little more than a little irked at the disrespect mm-hmm. of the Grand City Council and their attitude pushing back now saying, hey, where were you? Yeah. No. I think the question needs to be asked, please let me finish, Noah. Where were you? Where were you? In other words, this isn't a, it's China, right? This isn't Costa Rica. This isn't Canada. China is our number one adversary, both what? Military and economic-wise. I appreciate the call. I've got to leave it there. I've got one other call I want to get to, and I've got to get to the break because I've got to do my handoff with Brian Michaels. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. 
You and the Ears guy. Welcome okay, in. real quick. Kenny Vian's a good guy, real good guy. Uh, I said from day one, 16 months ago, this, this is Wag the dog. So we we talked. I, I knew they would end up this way. I, I knew it would. When they when they gave Fargo the uh, uh, Wapta School Branch and they gave Bismarck a, a training center, mm-hmm. and they told Grand Forks to build your own. We'll give you ten million and fund it your own. I said, "This is Wag the dog. This is so we don't talk about these training centers." I knew it was going to end up this way. I told you a year ago. Yep. This was Wag the dog, and I'm right. You were. 100%. There were a lot of you that were right. I appreciate the call. 775-5559. We'll wrap it up in the next segment. Hand it off to Brian Michaels, then Lee Hensrud. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. KNOX 1079-1033 FM. Good morning. It is 1156, two above. On our way to a daytime high of 10. Text messenger has this to say. Do you know what I really want to hear? I want to hear Ryan Cunningham tell the Grand Forks Air Force Base that there's nothing to worry about. Another text messenger says... Rebecca is was just asking that question. Rebecca was just asking that question about asking the base if they could come as a way on the plant. But I also agree with Dana. That's not how government works. If they were to call the base and ask a question like that. The command group would tell them that they would get back to them and get a hold of their higher command to figure out an answer. Yeah, but like to a degree, isn't that isn't that how government should work, even if that isn't how government works? I mean, shouldn't we be able to ask a government entity for an answer, particularly if, again, and I decidedly asked Kevin Kramer this question, shouldn't we be able to ask for an answer like that if the expectation is that the city council is to use that information to make their decision? How can the city council be expected to make a decision predicated on information that they're not privy to? Just Take our word, it's a bad idea. And they didn't even say that much. So, I don't know, I, 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 I struggle with it a little bit. I, str- I, I, I can look in the past and say, yep, I was definitely wrong here. And there was, there was absolutely a security concern. And so all, all of us, to include myself, who said, doesn't make any sense that a corn milling plant would be the security concern, we were wrong. In the studio with me, Mr. Brian Michaels, or uh, Big Bra, as Big we Bra. call it. How's it going, man? Big Bra. Good, good. Good, relieved. Was relieved. relieved yesterday when the news hit. Yeah, yeah, it was ripping this town apart a little bit. So we have an answer, which is good. Do you and think uh, that the town is some not apologies being... and some odes to people. I'll have to make other thoughts on it. So, do you think that uh, our city is less contentious now? 
Uh, less contentious. Yeah. There's a no. Re- recall for the mayor. There's a recall for oh, the Oh, well, I mean, that, that look, a recall well, for we have elections. Brett Weber. We have elections. We have elections. We they have want elections. to recall them. I would say this. There has been a complaint about Grand Forks for quite a while, people who live here, about, hey, we need more business. We need more this. Mm. In, the, in the years past, mm-hmm. there's that, um, I don't know how true it is. I wasn't here when it happened, but I think Marvin Windows was lost to yeah. Grafton. So people are like, oh, we need more business. We know. So there's, there's, there's pressure to get businesses in. Yep. There really is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got ahead of their skis. Well, not maybe. It looks like they did. They got ahead of their skis a little bit, over their skis on this deal. Yeah. Um, and then Cepheus was kind of limp-wristed in their response, let's be honest. And then the Air Force had to come in and say, mm, yeah. we Let us be clear. We yeah, <laughs> Let us be clear. Yes. We're not uh, unambiguous. Yeah. And they were They were quite direct. Yeah, they were. Brian Michaels, up next, News Radio 1310, KNOX. Thanks for listening to Critical Thought. Download the show notes at criticalthought.show. The content from this episode was taken from the live radio show, which airs every weekday from 9 a.m. to noon on Newstalk 1310 KNOX. Streamed online at knoxradio.com.